1: Hey, today is going to be a great show. You know why? Because it's the one we're doing right now. Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center and inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. We're going to talk to Sean Ryan coming up, the tech golf coach. Uh, also going to talk to Sam Herter about Trey Lance of North Dakota State leaving early for the NFL. And does that level the playing field a little bit in FCS football? Or is NDSU still head and, head and shoulders above the rest. On this day in history coming up, and a whole bunch more. You can listen on Podbean Network 1 Sports. You can uh, stream it uh, video-wise on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and much more. All right. (laughs) Um, You can email anytime, Jason Walker Show, or Sports at gmail.com. Tweet us, Facebook us, whatever. All right. We're going to start today, though, with our daily COVID update. 733 new cases reported today. Now, a couple, a bunch of that is coming in from Missoula because, as we told you yesterday, they're a little slow, but 733 new cases reported today. That gives us 5,352 active cases. 10,518 have recovered, 193 have died, 235 are currently in the hospital, 16,063 total. 1,137 Yellowstone County, 512 Cascade, 799 Flathead, 401 Missoula, 420 Glacier, 189 Lewis and Clark, 282 in uh, Gallatin, 259 Roosevelt, 113 Hill. Um, There's a whole bunch of uh, counties in Montana that have double digits. And uh, I think right now... Two counties that don't have an active case. I believe that's right. It appears as if uh, Golden Valley and Garfield do not have active cases. But, all right, so there's that, our, uh, our, uh, our uh, COVID update. Okay, yesterday, we started the show talking about COVID. We started the show talking about uh, selfish parents And since it's only parents that are allowed to attend games, yeah. Now, the only thing I will say is that uh, my comments yesterday were not directed at all parents. Just that small select group that has caused issues, not only on September 14th, but also September 28th, that complaints were logged to the Lewis and Clark County Health Department, that then told Tim McMahon that, those efforts that he is doing, along with other administrators. And let me just read you Tim McMahon's quote again, or first uh, paragraph, or one of his paragraphs again from yesterday's letter that he had sent to coaches that came from the order of corrective action served to him by a member of Helena Police Department from the County Health Department. Okay? Okay. Over the last five weeks of events, and this is quoting Tim McMahon, I and other administrators have consistently worked our way through spectator groups requesting that they put masks in place and socially distance. These efforts occurred during competitions and included both our hometown spectators and visiting spectators. I've also reminded visiting teams and our own teams to comply with our process. In a conversation I had last week with a member of the county health department, I was told that my efforts to remind those in attendance of our rules were in fact proof that spectators were not following the rules on their own. Now again, this isn't all parents. It's a small minority. And I'll use the analogy I did with a friend of mine today when we talked about this. You can't lump all parents into the same category because of a group of idiots that aren't paying attention to the rules. And the analogy is, well, you can't say all cops are bad because a couple of them kill black guys. See where we're going with that? Okay, That's the analogy, and it makes complete sense. So Tim McMahon told the coaches to remind the parents to stop being morons. Now, he's not going to single anybody out, nor am I. I could, but I won't. And all I said yesterday was, look, in August, we had parents say that they would literally do anything, and if that meant not attending games in person so that their kids could have a season, correct? Correct. And then when the order came out that, okay, the kids are going to get to play, but parents can't go, damn it, that's not fair, we can't do that, we have to be there. And then it came out that two parents were going to be allowed to go. You get two passes per per individual in uniform. That's not enough either. So yeah, I did call parents whiny. I did call you jacks or jerks because you aren't paying attention to the rules. Again, not all, a slight few. You have two rules to follow. Two. Wear a mask and social distance. That's it. That's it. We're going to talk more about this here in a second, but I want to bring in a guest. Uh, she messaged me and asked if she could come on the show, and I said absolutely. And by the way, you're more than welcome to come on this show. The phone number's on the uh, Facebook page. You can tweet us, but don't be a keyboard warrior. If you want to talk and debate, come on the show. And that's what this next person is doing. She is the cheer coach at Capitol High. Her name is Sue and Sue, how are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm uh, I'm great as well. And it seems to me that the only, the only parents I've pissed off since August are capital parents. And I know you're not pissed. But um, thank you for reaching out and thank you for being more than a keyboard warrior and coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me. Okay, take me through what you wanted to talk about because you have a different perspective as a cheer coach.
2: My my perspective is such that I'm going to kind of go back and forth because I can see both sides of the story, which I think makes my perspective unique. I, I don't have kids playing, but I have a team playing. You know, all summer, anxious, anxiety building that our cheerleaders, cheerleaders, or are they spectators? Are they going to be able to be there? So that was my worry. Mm-hmm. And Tim was very refreshing letting me know that if we play football, that you will have cheerleaders there. And He was a man of his word for me, and I appreciated that. And, you know, he's my boss, but I don't necessarily drink the school district water. Everybody knows that. I kind of march to my own drum. But you're right. People said, just let the kids play. Let the kids play. So then they let the kids play. That is Tim's responsibility. That is his role, and that is what he was charged with, is to make sure the events happen. And I don't know what people – I mean – I feel like he's doing what he can do to make the events happen. Already in a couple weeks, um, some of the sub-varsity volleyball teams aren't playing or traveling because there's so many COVID things. So think about those kids. The varsity kids are going to keep playing. But if people keep not doing what they're supposed to be doing, we're not going to have playoff football. We're not going to have playoff volleyball. Now, that being said, I go I've been to the home volleyball games and I've been to the home football games where Capital is the home team and honestly it's like ninety nine point nine nine percent compliance. So when the third the part that upset me was these quote unquote anonymous complaints. So I you know, if I complain to the police, you know, anonymous complaint somebody was being mean to me, they're gonna look at me and say, nah nah. nah. I don't understand why The health department has to acknowledge that anonymous complaint. You know, Tim's right. He does have to remind people. My cheerleaders have to remind me to pull your mask up. I don't take it off, but sometimes I drop it down. My glasses are fogging up or (laughs) I'm napping to somebody or I can't hear somebody. So, you know, I just occasionally it drops. But part of that is, you know, we're not all, you know, we haven't spent the last 30 years understanding how to, you know, live our lives with these masks. So it's kind of a work in progress. I believe. I walk the stands. My cheerleaders, uh, the other sports, they have to wear their masks the whole time. They get when they got squat go on the football field last Friday and do a little halftime routine, they were able to drop their masks, but otherwise they're kicking and jumping and doing all their stuff. If they can do it, anybody can do it. And I'm just trying to figure out why all of a sudden nobody is nice to anybody and nobody is treating anybody nice anymore, if the ultimate goal was to let us play and let the kids play, why does it have to be this giant tug of war every week, and that's kind of where I'm at, so I'm sorry, I kind of rambled on.
1: No, I appreciate it, Sue, and I appreciate you calling in, and I know there's a volleyball match tonight, and I might try to go, um, look, I haven't been to many high school events since I moved here, and, and I was the voice of Helena High, then I started calling Carol games, so it was hard for me to get to games, um, high school, unless it was during the week, um, but here's here's my big thing is look I'll apologize to the parents that are upset of my words and again I didn't mean all parents like you said it's it's a very small percentage but when 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 Tim McMahon points out in his own letter that that he has to uh, see if we can uh, hold and accept this. Um, and I think uh, we'll, we'll keep Sue on too, but um, hang on a second before you start talking. Um, but here's the thing is, again, he's working through the stands, and the county has told him this. And you people are saying anonymous, but it, it's actually not. It's People aren't saying their names, correct. But there are dates, September 14th, September 28th. We know about the governor's family. And, Sue, so if you get disconnected, I apologize. Um, trying to run this by myself with one person is is fun. Um, but I appreciate the outlook uh, from Sue, uh, the uh, cheer coach over at Capitol. Um, all right. Who do we got? Who, who's on the phone right now?
3: So, Jason, this is Jamie Bright. I'm Hi, Jamie. I'm a Heights football mom yes. and a son, cheer mom.
1: Right. So, you know, Sue. And, and again, Sue, if I if we've hung oh, yeah. up on you, I apologize. I'm I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to figure this out. All right, Jamie, you had a very well written um, rebuttal to me today, and on the Facebook, basically to paraphrase, I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated by your words. Uh, The discussion yesterday about selfish parents, yes, my words. Um, Look, I I get Jamie and and Amy that wrote as well. Um, Well, first I'll let you go, and then again, I I appreciate you being friendly about this.
3: Well, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. And my words on Facebook are probably probably going to be a little bit more eloquent than the spoken word. I, you know, when you have a chance to <laughs> it backspace is. And, and correct your words, it's a little bit easier. But, you know, first and foremost, I want to recognize that Sue has been an amazing advocate for our children. Getting us where we are at today wouldn't happen without coaches like Sue. Um, they're fighting every day just to keep our kids out there, too. And if it means that they have to – Remind the kids once in a while, I remind themselves to put their masks on. They're doing that. They're putting the hard work in. Um, And to the point, what triggered me the most, Jason, was when you had mentioned selfish parents. And I think um, just being in the role of a parent, I could be called anything, a million different things, but by right, as a parent, you just lose the opportunity to be selfish, period. So, you know, I think that got my attention right away.
1: Well, and I I have two older kids and a two year old, so I completely understand what it's like to be a parent and you do anything for your kids. I get that. My my part, Jamie, about being selfish in all of this is we had parents tell me socially, both uh, publicly and privately in August, if it means the, the kids get to have a season and I can't be there, I'm okay with it. But then as soon as that was issued, is that the order? Then parents lost their minds. In collective, not all, but a certain group. And yes, the let us watch, you know, the the petitions across the across the state. It wasn't just in Helena. But right. you, and you couldn't have it, have it both ways. Saying. You know what I'm right. saying is you can't say, look, I won't go if that's what it means and then when that is the order and then get upset about not being able to go. And then get more upset when, okay, now we allow two passes. Well, why can't we just have more? Look, I, there's no right answer in all of this.
3: Right. And I'm not going to argue with some parents did say that. I did hear it myself as well. But as a, as a mom of a son who has been injured on the field, you know, when they get a serious injury out there, the first, the first thing that happens is trainers and coaches go out and see. But then the next thing that happens is my kid said, where's my mom? Right. So I wasn't in the group of parents that said, you know, my kid can play a high high intensity contact sport without me present. No, I was in the group of let them play, let us watch from day one.
1: Well, see, and here's and I, if you go back and listen to my shows in, in August and September, I said that. If, if I'm a parent of a child playing, I understand that fear of if they're playing in Billings or they're playing in Kalispell and I can't be there and my kid gets hurt that's going to suck because who's going to be there for my child. Uh, so okay. I was on your side from day one on that. And, and Jamie, for the most part, and Amy as well, and and everybody else, I'm on the, I'm, I'm more on the kids' side than anything. I want the kids to have a season. And, right. If, right. If, right.
3: and we're, we're thankful that we've gotten this far. And I know every minute is borrowed time. And it's sad that in this world, that just having them play game to game to game is borrowed time. That's not mm-hmm. how life should be for anybody right now. And that's, it's, it's not for any of them, but to add the stress of um, not having mom, dad there, or making the decision mom gets to go, but stepmom doesn't get to go. Right. Those are not fair decisions for our children to be making, and, and it's fragile for them already. So. No, and That's I understand. Um, also, I wanted to just touch a little bit on the topic of the anonymous complaint. There are plenty of people in this community that have been fighting us moms who want to, moms and dads, who want to be there watching our kids. They're fighting to get sports shut down. So these people, who's to say they're not just making these calls saying that they
1: witnessed something? Well, I'm going to remind you of, of, and again, I I read this at the beginning of the show. This is Tim McMahon's comments in his letter yesterday. He said that he and other administrators have consistently worked through the spectator groups requesting they put masks in place and socially distance. And then the health department told him those efforts are, in fact, proof that spectators are not following the rules. Now, again, it might be point zero zero one percent but it's that point zero zero one percent Jamie, that is going to ruin it for the kids, and that's what I don't want to see.
3: Right, Jason, and I appreciate that. And don't think that I haven't kept my eyes on Tim at every one of these events. I pick him out first and foremost. I watch where he's going. I watch the actions of the parents as he walks by. And when he walks the stands, I, I have, and I'm not going to lie, I have seen him have to address one or two parents and say, Hey, put your mask on. You know, I don't think that any of these parents are doing it because they don't want to be there watching their kids. I did see one dad sitting right in front of me. He took it down to take a drink of his water, forgot to put it on. I watched a dad at Crosstown Volleyball across the gym. Every time he needed to unlock his phone, pulled his mask off because he didn't know how to type in the code. <laughs> um, so, you know, these things are happening. I don't...
1: Sorry, that's funny because experience. I do the same thing.
3: Yeah, and if they are there with their mask on... And they forget to pull it back up. The case in point is they're there trying to do the right thing.
1: Right. No, and, 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 and those are the ones that aren't know. haven't been kicked out yet, though, Jamie. And there's and, and Tim has right. said multiple times to a few people that I know that he's kicked out six to seven to eight people. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot with everything that's been going on, soccer, cross country, football, you know, at all the levels and volleyball at all the levels. But you still have to. To me, the whole thing yesterday was, and again, it's that small percentage of parents. You have right. two rules to follow. That's it. They're not asking right. you to, you know, stay at home. They're not, and yes, should all the parents be able to go? Should all the fans be able to go? Should the students be able to go? Yes. But right. again, we're right. nobody, there's not one of us alive right now that has worked through a pandemic like this. And so everybody's trying to figure it out.
3: That's so true. And, you know, I hate to monopolize your showtime here, but I... I invited I you on, the so... I need to get on here to speak. Yeah, and I, and I didn't want to be called a keyboard warrior because that's absolutely not who I am. And I will stand up for my child until the day I can't.
1: Right. No, and I appreciate your time, Jamie. And, I, again, I, I I said at the beginning, I'll apologize to all parents, not just that specific group that I would... that should have been called out and I just it's not a it's a blanket statement it's not I'm not directing that at every single parent you know the funny thing to me though is through all of the since really since March is the only upset parents are the capital parents what have I done to capital parents <laughs> helena the high parents um, never I complain don't it's
3: because you've done anything to us I think we're very passionate about our children no and you
1: so know, capital, and so are the Bengals I, I get it but it's right. just
3: and we have a really tight-knit group and mm-hmm. we're, we're and we're working with a Bengal mom as well, and you know they are passionate also. Right. And you just you poke the wrong bear when you start messing with moms.
1: No, oh, I trust but. me. I know. I've like I said, I've got <laughs> I've got three kids, and it's uh, it's fun to deal with the moms. Um, and I got a mom of my own, so <laughs> I completely understand. Uh, Jamie, appreciate okay. the call, um, and keep up the good work. And, and again, um, I hope the best for me. It's all about the kids. I, I and this sounds bad, but. I don't care about the parents. I care about the kids getting to play a sport. And that, for me, then, gives me content to talk about on my show.
3: Right. And I understand that. And caring about the kids means also caring about their support network. Who's
2: gotten no, I where get they are?
1: I get that. Um, you know, I had a son so, yeah. play football, and I wasn't able to go to many of his games because of my job, because I was either on the road or um, he was on the road, and, and I couldn't because I was doing Carol games. So... Um, that's, that sucked. Now, thankfully he wasn't very good and he only got into one varsity game. So I really didn't miss anything anyway, but, uh, (laughs) but I wanted to be there, you know? So I I get where you guys are as parents are coming from. And I, again, it's not all parents that my anger is directed at. It's just that it's the ones that are doing the ruining of this. Right. If that makes sense. Right.
3: Yeah. And I follow, I absolutely follow.
1: Uh, appreciate the call. And like I
3: said,
1: travel safe to Missoula this week.
3: Thank you. And hey, guess what? I don't need to stand on scaffolding this time.
1: There you go. Our you get to go.
3: Have, <laughs> have worked and we get to sit in the stands. You know, that that one foot boundary exception where I could touch the bleachers before with my fingers. But man, that magic <laughs> fence kept, kept that safe. So I like we're it. on the inside of it. All right. Take care, Jason.
2: Yep.
1: Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, so uh, Sue, are you still there? I don't know if Sue's still there. I don't know. Uh, Sue's still there? Nope. I think she hung up too. All right, so there you go. And I'm okay. You, If you want to call it, see, that's how this works. Appreciate Jamie calling in. Appreciate Sue calling in. This is how this works. Great discussions. Um, Is this, is this Sue still? Hello, Jason Walker Show. Oh, hold on, i got to do this. There, there we, we're back on. Oh, gosh, great.
2: Here we go.
1: All right. Sorry, That's Sue.
2: That's all right.
1: Okay. Um, so I got to get to break, but um, I appreciate you joining us, and I apologize. Uh, trying to figure out, because I do everything through, through my cell phone, so now everybody has my cell phone number, which is fine. Um, well, uh, just don't call me at 2 in the morning, unless you need a ride home, and then I'll come get you. Fair
2: enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> But you sat there on hold and listened to to uh, to Jamie, and and again, that's I, I think that's you know, that's it. I mean, I, it's not all parents, but it's a small group that are causing problems. And I say parents because those are the ones that are allowed to be in the stands.
2: Yeah, I it's uh, it is it is it is sad. I, I like what she said though about how you take a drink of water and sometimes you forget to pull your mask up, and then right then Tim walks by, you know, and I. I, it, it, it happens. I'm sure it happens to me. Um, somebody said or somebody commented that said, well, you know, if he kicked anybody out? You know, I don't think that that's his intention to kick anybody out, but that might be what he has to do now, you know.
1: Well, and I know, like I said, he's kicked out uh, uh, less than a dozen people this year from games that I know of because he's told me oh, okay. on the show. Um, but, you know, this he, he, he first gives a warning, basically, like, hey, put, please put your mask back on. And if you don't, then you're going to get in trouble. Like, that's just, you have two rules to follow. That's what my whole point was yesterday and today is, wear a mask and social distance. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's not that hard. They're not asking you to solve complex, you know, algebra.
2: Nope, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe that's what we, we have to, rec- you have to answer calculus questions to get into the gate from now on. How's that? Yeah, I'll, I'll
2: send will send your way because I know I can't. <laughs>
1: Hey, <laughs> hey uh, Sue, I appreciate it. Um, have fun tonight and keep up the good work and uh, keep everybody um, on the playing field and keep everybody following rules, will you? I
2: will. Oh, yeah, that's me, the rule follower. <laughs> there, you,
1: go. Be, there you go. Hey, oh, and by the way, I know you didn't get a chance to talk, to, but our best to your husband. I know your husband very well. So uh, he's been, what, quarantined for two weeks? So yeah,
2: today's last day. Thank heaven. Thank <laughs> heaven. <laughs> I think he planned it, though, because all of a sudden the day he gets quarantined, it's eight day, eight hours of baseball or eight games.
1: There you go. There you, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not dumb, and nobody said he was a dumb guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, he married
1: you for crying out loud. He's got to be pretty smart.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, appreciate it. Have fun tonight, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's doing better. So.
2: Yeah, he's doing great. Thank you.
1: Yep. Thanks, Have Sue. Fun. Take care. Yep, that is uh, Sue Halsbandon, the cheer coach at Capital. All right, we went a little long in that first segment. Um, If you want to keep the calls coming in, please do. Um, We are going to be using the phone to call our first guest, though, uh, coming up. His name is Sean Ryan. He is the tech coach. We'll talk more about this uh, coming up on the show and uh, much more. Jason Walker Show, coming right back. Sean Ryan, Capital Collision Center. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. We will continue our discussion on Helena and parents and all that uh, coming up a little bit later on. Also, Sam Herder set to join us. Trey Lance from North Dakota stated uh, announcing he's headed to uh, the NFL after one season and one game. So we'll uh, talk to Sam about that. And, again, if you want to call in and do, you can. Phone number's on the website, Facebook. Um, But just wait until we get done talking to our first guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. His name is Sean Ryan. He is the uh, golf coach at Montana Tech. And uh, he, uh, is this your second, start start of the second full season?
6: Yeah, this is second uh, full season under the belt.
1: All right. Well, technically, because you still have a spring season, right?
6: Yeah. So I uh, took over in the, what would it be, the the fall of, Last fall year, of nineteen. Yeah, so this um,
1: you're see, in your second. You no,
6: know, spring, spring of nineteen.
1: Okay. Yeah,
6: yeah, spring of nineteen, and then fall of nineteen, and now it's fall of twenty, and I know where I'm at now.
1: I have no idea, <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you do. Uh, Sean Ryan joining us. He is the Montana Tech golf coach, um, doing a great job down there, and really a successful fall season. Which we'll uh, we'll just jump right into it because the guys go out and just win the Frontier for the first time. Is it in history?
6: Yeah, this should be the first time ever. Um, you know, there was a tech, I think, club team back in 1977 that won the conference tournament. Um, but this is the first time we've we've captured that regular season title.
1: That is awesome! Congrats, and you've got some great guys. And you and I talked last spring because that's when we really noticed the guys come out and play so well. Um, yeah, it was last. It wasn't it last year. Last spring. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I don't know. I, Didn't you have somebody the, the go weird. to nationals in the spring or was that two uh, years ago? That would, that
6: would have been last year. And then we got, we got canceled in the spring. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, I don't know. So that, you're in your that third year.
6: Uh, second year, second year. Cause I was just interim. Uh,
1: oh, that's right. Okay. Spring
6: of, all right. spring of whenever. So
1: two springs ago, you sent somebody to national, Nash- Sean Benson went to nationals, right?
6: Yep. Sean no- Benson went yep. to nationals. Okay.
1: Nobody won it last year. Cause it was all canceled and COVID and there was no nationals. Now you've won. Now your team gets to go to nationals in May, right?
6: Uh, so we've won the regular season title. Well oh, you still um, gotta go I win the
1: to. conference title. Good Lord. Yeah. Can yeah. we just have one full season? Can we can <laughs> we know. not have a fall and a spring anymore, please? Good I, Lord. I know.
6: <laughs> it's uh, it's a confusing it's a <sighs> weird sport and everybody goes, Well, do you play in the fall or the spring? And I go, Well, he's kinda of playing so
1: <laughs> Okay. We're, now that we know what the hell Jason's talking about, let's figure out what Sean's going to say, which is a lot smarter than me because he went to tech. Um, okay, now we're settled. So the guy's had a great season. Is Benson still there did he graduate?
6: He graduated. Um, Sean, Sean graduated, and now he's doing some mechanical engineering over in Billings and uh, wow. starting his, his professional career.
1: So, so he's paying he was, his uh, loans back, which is good.
6: Yeah. I don't know. I like got pretty good golfer. I don't think he had many, if I scholarship them right. Ooh, nice. um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's uh, he's moved on but but I mean he was one of the first guys to text me when we when we won the tech invite this year and you know that's kind of the fun part is you know, growing the alumni base of, of talented yep. golfers and, yep. and having people be excited for the program. Ramsbacher. Sean Ramsbacher. He's still there. He is here now. Nice yep. Okay. Yeah, I got one right. Yep. We just have too <laughs> many Sean's on the program. I won't recruit another Sean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. Uh, whoever's calling in right now, you got to wait until we're done talking with Sean Ryan here. So I'm gonna just uh, put you on, on there. So I still got. Did I hang up on Sean? I did. Hey, I'm gonna. You have to call back when we're done talking to Sean. Okay. Can we do that? Sorry about that. Call back when we get our next segment. Okay. I have no idea what's going on. I, like I said, trying to, trying to push buttons and do a show. This is why I need, I need a, sorry, man, I hung up on the wrong person. (laughs) (sighs) If if only that was the first time I'd have, I'd been told that. (laughs) No, it's true though. (laughs) Hey, at least it wasn't a girl hanging up on you. Yep. Yep. Which wouldn't have, you know, that's probably happened a bunch in your life. Um, it, uh, it, now it happens with my wife. Um, <laughs> you did get married. Congratulations. Yeah. That you. is official. Thanks for the non-invite. I wouldn't have been able to go anyway. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, was it a COVID wedding?
6: It, yeah, it was kind of a quick, uh, I think I did it on my lunch hour, which is fun. <laughs> um, I'm super, super romantic. Uh, oh, day man. The before, day before St. Pat's, we ran down to the courthouse and, you know, paid the fee and yeah, it was, it's been great. It,
1: there you go. You know. There you go. All right. all right. So we're talking about Sean Ramsbacher and the great fall yep. he had.
6: Yeah, so Sean Ramsbacher was one of five guys um, on the squad that, that ended up making all-conference. Um, he ended up second in the player of the year race. Um, and then you've also got, you know, Trey Hoagland um, and Isaiah Weldon, a couple of Butte kids. Um, they both tied for third, so their first All conference in the frontier. And then Brady Cady and Jace Rhodes, Um, full freshman for me, um, rounding out that, that second team all conference. So, um, pretty awesome, awesome fall for the, for the boys.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, now you gotta, you go you gotta go to Phoenix in the fall or in the spring, whenever the championships are April and, uh, and back it up. But, um, hopefully that gets to happen. All right. The girls, um, didn't get it done as a team, but three all uh, conference, uh, members, which is still pretty awesome.
6: Yeah, it was a great fall. I mean, probably the, the best fall we've had um, on our ladies' side, I think maybe ever. Um, Tana Campbell was our senior, and she led the way. You know, she finished as a first-team all-conference performer, um, and then Skylar Martin and Rayla Williams both rounding out that that second-team all-conference. Um, and this is a ladies' team that you know we're we're focusing on for the next couple of years recruiting for depth because you know we were we were just one or two scores away from from really factoring into that Frontier Conference. You know into winning some, some individual tournaments. So, you know, we, we laid the foundation this year, which was, which is really strong. And now we just got to, you know, add a little bit more depth, kind of like the
1: guy side has. And you, uh, of course getting Rayla Williams. And, uh, now, um, I'm not sure if this is a, if you can talk about it, but I can say Lauren uh, younger sister is going to be going and Lauren just finished yeah. uh, as an all stater. I think she took 11th at state, um, state double A this year.
6: Yeah, that was, that was a great, um, great message I got from her a couple of days ago saying that she wanted to be a, be a digger. Um, you know, those are, those are moments that you really appreciate. And when you go through that recruiting process is when a kid, you know, decides to, to change uh, or to decide to make up their mind and, and choose where they're going to go to school and where they're going to
1: compete. Well, and um, it didn't hurt that her sister's there.
6: Well, you know, that was almost like the, I was like, hey, I promised to not like make you guys spend a ton of time together because I don't know if you fight like sisters or you love each other (laughs) like sisters, but uh, no, it was, it was great, you know? And, and I think part of, part of what our, what we offer, you know, recruiting wise is get to bring kids onto campus and show them all the great things that we have to offer here at, at Montana tech. Um, You know, she's interested in in going into, um, into biology and into medicine and, and Lauren, you know, we took her into the cadaver lab and that was terrifying. Like yours truly was shaken. Was shaking, going. Uh, I don't. I don't need to be here, do I? Like I could step out in the hallway, but um, it was. It was really awesome. Great for our faculty and staff to, to to put that on, so that the kids really get to see how hands-on of an ed- education you can get at Montana Tech.
1: Um, you are one of those that has that education. You're a good golfer in your own right. Um, but is it what's What's the recruiting process like? Because now you don't have LC State to deal with, and we know how good their men and women were golf. Uh, but you still have to deal with Rocky. You still have to – well, not this year you didn't get to deal with Providence because of that situation, but normally they have a decent team. Carroll has a decent team sometimes. Um, but what's the recruiting process like now? Because, like I said, you're recruiting less against L.C. State and now more against the Montana schools.
6: Uh, you know, I think the, the bread and butter for us as a program and, and kind of what we started with at the beginning is making sure that we recruit Montana well. Um you know, the, the student athletes that come out of this state and come to a, come to a public ex- institution like Montana tech is, they have a, a great opportunity to, to come out of school debt-free. Um, those are all things that, that mom and dad, especially like to hear, um, great, get great job placement and all of those things. Um, but then we really, you know, I really try and keep a, a, a close eye on, on all the, the talent in the state of Montana. Um, got pretty good relationships with, with all the golf professionals and the, and the golf coaches around the state and and that always helps, you know, sure. being pretty in tune with, with who's, who's going to be a junior, who's going to be a senior and, and what their golf game looks like. And, you know, are they, not only are they, are they good golfers, but are they good people? And that's the, probably the, the thing I focus on the most.
1: Sean Ryan, our guest here, Jason Walker show, the tech golf coach. Um, there are some great golfers in the state of Montana and I'm telling you that it's um uh, you know, I see him out at at the country club here in town. and When I'm out there golfing, just the the talent just in Helena. But then you branch out. I mean, it's a who's who when you go class double A and A just this year. Um, I mean, you got a freshman winning the double A like last year with the Verge uh, kid. Um, but the the unbelievable talent in, in the double A and the A, and I we haven't even got to the B's yet.
6: Right, and that's that's the thing that you got to be you know, the the hardest part about recruiting in the the state of Montana is um, unlike every other sport, there isn't a roster, right? Like people don't publish what year a kid is. So it's a little bit of deep diving and figuring out, um, you know, putting a, putting a name to the face, um, figuring out where they are, you know, as a student, as a student athlete um, eligibility wise, things like that. But it's, it's crazy how much, how much uh, talent comes out of the state of Montana. I mean, I'll, my whole roster is kids from inside, inside the state, which is something that I love to, you know, to tout, to say, you no, know, and we, not only do we, do we recruit the best, but now we're successful with the best from in-state because that's what it should be, right? right? If we're, if we're Montana's technological university, we should be winning conference championships with Montana's kids.
1: I like that. Um, okay. So, you know, like the best of the best, um, who were the kids the last couple of years that they're down in, like, Arizona? I mean, those type of kids, you know those are untouchable. They're going D1 no matter what. Um, but when you're looking at recruiting kids in the state of Montana, you know, and I, I'll bring up Justice and Jordan Verge down at Gallatin High. These kids are probably going D1. Do you even try to recruit those type of kids, or do you just you give it a shot?
6: Um, you know, I think it starts mostly with, with building the relationships with their coaches. Um, and you run into those kids and you see those kids at events. Um, but a lot of it has to do with what their intentions are, right? If you if your intention is to go D one, um, I, I say more power to you. Right. But if your in, intention is to, to realize that golf isn't going to pay the bills the rest of your life, um, then, then that's where, where I can factor in and Montana tech can factor in. Um, it's, it's a lot about relationships. I mean, we've got some kids on our roster now that I think probably could be, could be division one. I think Sean RamsWalker has that ability, Um, but it's, you know, he found a better fit. He wanted to major in mechanical engineering and, and this is the place to be Um, that that it definitely plays into it. That's how it factors in. Yeah. You Um, know, the kid wants to, you know, kids want to do something else. And I I say, okay, all right, more power to you, you know, good luck. Um, But it's, it's about trying to find the right fit. Um, whether it be academically, um, you know, uh, through sport or or even just socially, right? Is, is Butte the right town for you?
1: And for some, it's not because we know Butte's reputation.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think we like to keep that <laughs> reputation because keep the a who's away.
1: There you go. I like that. It's uh, the best
6: kept secret. You know, <laughs> if I just shut my mouth, people would people would uh, you know, people would would flock here, but. <laughs>
1: Um, I love Butte. I love the history of Butte. Um, it's just Butte was my natural rival for Bozeman growing up because we didn't have anything else.
6: So. Right, right. Everybody loves to hate Butte, and you know, I I think it's my job to to have the kids that that, that are a little apprehensive about Butte to bring them here to show them what it's all about and say, man, I you know I made the best decision of my life to come here, you know, whenever I first showed up.
1: So which was seems like a forever ago now um yeah is it harder to recruit or easier to recruit because you have six sports at montana tech as opposed to you know other schools in the frontier where they have 15 to 19 sports
6: um you know i I think it's it's easy to recruit to montana tech because the relationships that you have with people on campus um usually are pretty awesome you know right We've got, we've got people that are professors on campus that when a recruit comes to visit, they say, Hey, and here's my, here's my card and here's my cell phone number. If you have any questions about the program, that's something that you don't get anywhere else. Um, and then Montana Tech athletics is, is growing, right? We're, we've realized that we're, we're pretty solid in, in, in the sports that we have and we want to continue to offer kids more opportunities. So we're going to try and grow more sports. I mean, we've added cross country in the last year. Um, we're going to be announcing, you know, adding, um, track and field soon and Ooh. you know then more sports will follow because kids are looking for opportunities and I think this whole COVID thing will just make us a little bit more attractive to everyone who says why was i you thinking about going to school on the east coast and I go why would you go there <laughs> right like why would you, you go know, on the west coast it's at a lot this easier point. to right why why wouldn't it why would not you stay where you can be a couple hours away from mom and dad and you can drive home on a on a Saturday and have a home-cooked meal
1: Well, Sean, that depends on where you're you're at. I mean, you're from Great Falls. It was easy for you to get home. What if you're recruiting a kid from, you know, Weebo or Westby?
6: I I tell you. That's uh, more than a couple. (laughs) If you're from Weebo, you just take the interstate. And then eventually you're just going to hang a right and take an
1: exit. At some point, uh, yeah, you're best just going to end part up in All Butte, right?
6: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's interstates everywhere. You can go any direction you want, and you're interstate the whole way.
1: Of course, if you're from Butte or from Weibo you're coming to Butte to play football, probably.
6: Yeah, you're a Weibo, uh Weebo Longhorn. You're you're used to hitting people. <laughs> you
1: know. Oh man, that is awesome. Hey, uh, appreciate the time. I know it's uh, you know. You are running late. You're probably sitting there wondering, guys, are you going to blow me off again today? Because I did Monday. I forgot all about you. But uh,
6: oh, you're good. I was I was listening in. That was that was fun conversation. You know, like um, as the as the sport that nobody wants to attend, I was I was all for hearing as many opinions as I could <laughs> as I could hear. So
1: hey, uh, appreciate the time. And I, I know I say this every time we talk, but um, we still haven't gone golfing yet.
6: I know. I know. Well, now that the kids are done playing, I can finally actually get out and play. Not just tell them where to hit it.
1: I've got a tee time tomorrow around nine fifty, and then ten a.m. Friday, and I think two on Saturday. So, you
6: know, what we call it we call that the life,
1: right? Well, you know, when you when you work, <laughs> I show up at two, back to the home studio, and I do my prep, and then I'm on the air from four to five, and then I put it up online. I'm usually done by six. Like it's a, it's it's awesome. That's gravy. And we're running out of Dog. days to golf this year. Let's be honest. So I got to get out and enjoy it as much as possible in the mornings.
6: Yeah, it is beautiful. I mean, I had, a couple, I had a recruit on campus this weekend, and, you know, it's 75 and sunny and I'm like, yeah, it's like this every day. You know, yeah.
4: Just,
6: <laughs> yeah. And I may have that confused with San Diego, but
1: I'm pretty sure it's like this every day. Yeah, being at San Diego, very similar. I see it, I see it all the time, so. Hey, uh, appreciate it. Congratulations on a great fall season for the uh, the, the tech stars, which is weird for me to say because you know for seven years it was ingrained into me that I you have to hate tech, hate tech. Um, but right. I like there's some good coaches there. You got you, Coach Samson. Sampson. Um, right. Got you right. and Coach Sampson. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, I, I jokingly I told my players when we when we were heading up the Carroll College invite, which we won. Uh, I oh, just make sure you throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what I, you know what I, what I hate more than Carol. And they all kind of looked at me, and I was like, nothing. Make sure you go out and win today. You wow! Know? You got to get that, got to get that rivalry going in those, in those youngins.
1: You know, being so, being we, at Carol for seven years though, um, or working with them, um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the color green. So, Tech, Rocky. Um,
6: well, I won't let my wife wear purple. So we're even.
1: <laughs> where did she go to college? Uh, she went to Montana State, so that was great. Oh, well, darn, that's, that's all right. I, I love your wife now. I mean, she's better than you. She went to Bozeman, <laughs> we knew, at least. We knew that. We knew that before, though. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you definitely. Hey, you know what? You did it. I've done it. Kyle Sampson did We all outkicked our coverage. Yep. Or I guess outdrove I guess. our coverage or whatever. Yep. Yeah. You yeah, knew what I
6: meant. The best thing she ever did
1: was was say yes. and so There you go. Um, hey man, appreciate it. Good luck. I can't wait to chat more. And seriously, one time Okay, Chad at the club fixed my swing, so I'm golfing a lot better. Now you don't have an excuse well yeah, he sucks. I'm not going out with it. <laughs> I'm golfing better. I love it. So I've dropped like fifteen strokes it. off in the last month and a half. There you go. So That's there huge. you go. Yes, I know. I mean I'm still shooting like one thirty, but no I kid. Um it's not that high. I'm I'm in double digits. I actually I'm under ninety now.
5: Oh, that's
6: huge! That's I know, the, that's, I know. The toughest, uh, that's the toughest. That's jump you got to make. Right
1: now, I just got to get to seventy. Mm-hmm. Actually, I need to break okay. eighty. Let's break eighty. What's it's your best? setting goals and then achieving them. What's your best score? Now you sound like a coach. What's your best score ever in one round? Uh, sixty-five. Okay,
6: sixty-five is my low. Where was that? Uh, that was at the Butte Country Club a couple years back. Okay. I shot a, a, a handful of 67, 68, 66s, but gotcha. 65 is the low.
1: Okay. My low is 81. There you go. That's a good low. And that was two that's- years ago. So, And I haven't golfed as much. I had a baby now.
6: You know, if you're better than, a, like, a bogey golfer, you're better than 90% of people who have ever swung a golf club.
1: So. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm, uh, I'm loving it. So, anyway, um, appreciate it. As I said, take care, stay safe, stay COVID-free, and uh, we'll golf at some point in the next year. Awesome. All right, right, man. That is uh, so much. Thanks, Coach. That is Sean Ryan joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, whoever was trying to call can call back. Uh, We're done talking to the coach. We went a little long. But I do want to continue this conversation, if you want to, about um, what we've been talking about, and that is parents in Helena. And... um, Look, it's it's like Renee says. I'm okay with people individually getting removed from the game. If you're not able to abide by the rules, then leave. Parents are okay with that. I'm okay with that. You got two rules to follow, and I don't care if it comes from Drenda at the county health department. I don't know her. She has a job, just like Tim McMahon. He has a job. Okay, you have two rules as parents to follow. As fans, I'll say it, but as as parents and fans at at High school events, you have two rules. So wear a mask and social distance. That's all you got to do. All right, we're going to come back. We'll continue that conversation. We've got On This Day in History, we're still going to try to get Sam Herder on. uh, Get him in here. Um, We're coming right back. Jason Walker Show. We are presented by Capital Collision Center.
4: Just wear your mask.
1: Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender.
5: Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right.
1: Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit marklaroephotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark Leroux, photography.com. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. If you have been in a wreck, Montana Law says it's your choice where you have your vehicle repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. All right, look, um, we can continue this conversation if you'd like. Um, if you want to call in, 209-1267. Um, Renee Tim has kicked people out. He has told me that on this show. Um, I think it was some volleyball and maybe a sub-varsity football at least three weeks ago. Um, but look, the, the the complaints, whether they're anonymous or not, You know, I know for a fact one from September 14th, one from September 28th. So, you know, I I, I get that we've had, you know, people being kicked out. And again, it comes down to this. You have two rules to follow. And don't look at it as... You know, it's my constitutional right. Or, you know, it's it has it's not. It's not about the Constitution right now. Okay, nobody since the Constitution was written, nobody's dealt with this. You no, know, the, the Spanish flu pandemic. Nobody knew what the heck to do. And that was before we had all this major sports in high schools. This was before. This was before we had major sports. Period. This was before we had social media. A hundred years ago, nobody knows. But again, it comes down to two simple rules: wear a mask and social distance. That's it. That's all you got to do. So we're going to end up. We're going to. We're going to continue the show because um, we are going to get to Sam Herder. Um, and we'll talk to him for about 10 minutes. But if you want to continue this discussion, let me know. You can call in. You can Facebook. Um, And again, I I wasn't yesterday calling out every single parent that goes to a game or a match. Okay, It's that small minority that is going to ruin it for the kids. And like Jamie Bright called earlier, look, like, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, I and like I told her, I'm about the kids. I don't give a rip about the parents. Now, is it great to have a support system? Absolutely. But the parents aren't playing the games. The parents are not playing the games. And there's a select few, Doug, that like to think that they're, you know, they, they. I don't know if they wear their Letterman's jackets to to, you know, Applebee's and and relive the game, you know, their date glory days like Bruce Springsteen. But all the parents, ninety nine point nine whatever percent, are doing a hell of a job following the rules. Making sure others are following the rules and all of that. But it's that small minority that's going to ruin it. Okay? Um, Trey Lance is leaving North Dakota State after 17 games. Won a national championship last year. Well, actually it was in January, but last season with the Bison and uh, decided he's going pro. He is a sophomore. Joining us now to chat about that is Hero Sports FCS guru, Sam Herter. And we'll take more calls if you choose to continue this discussion about parents in Helena or anywhere. Call into the show. Let's go. Uh, But Sam Herter joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. One. First off, uh, how's how's things going uh, in the Midwest for you?
7: uh yeah you know it's, it's all right uh here in the i'm in the minneapolis uh area so um you know kind of laying low for the most part and in the fcs world things are pretty slow this fall but we do have some fcs teams in action so i've been paying attention to that and been tracking uh you know one by one these fcs conferences have come out uh, with their spring football formats i've been tracking that as well but uh yeah just a so, a little bit more slower pace of life uh, this fall <laughs> compared to last fall.
1: It's a, it's a lot different um, without all the major football going on right now. Uh, Sam Herter, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. All right, when you look at, uh, let's start with the big news first, and then we'll talk about some of these games that have played. But Trey Lance, the uh, sophomore quarterback, well, he's only going to play one game, it seems, as a sophomore at North Dakota State, as uh, he declared for the draft yesterday. Thoughts?
7: Yeah, I wasn't surprised overall by the decision. I I didn't expect it, I, I guess, to, to come this soon, just a few days after the, the one-time game against Central Arkansas. But ultimately, you know, when when you're looked at as a top-three quarterback, uh, potentially a top-ten NFL draft pick, I think everyone realized that uh, chances were pretty high that, that Lance was going to declare early for the draft. Um, you know, I think just with the... Uh, with where his stock is at right now, and you know how it's you know has been rising heading into this season, and you know just to set yourself up set yourself up financially, and you know kind of just take care of you and your family, take care of your future, I I I, I would find it hard to picture anyone uh, arguing against uh, Lance's decision to, to declare early. Um, you know there are some, you know he he may have had some small reasons to. Uh, stay another season um, and declare for the 2022 draft uh, because you know he potentially could have been quarterback one uh, in, in the following year's draft. But, I mean, you never know football, you know, freak injuries can happen. So uh, where he's positioned at right now in the draft, it, 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 his decision didn't surprise me at all to declare early.
1: Is his stock still as high, though? I mean, he threw an interception the other day. I mean, he hadn't done that since <laughs> his high school years.
7: Yeah, no, I, I I don't think that one-time game did anything to his to his draft stock. I, I I mean, he obviously didn't help his draft stock because that was, uh, um, you know, not one of his better games, and he looked pretty shaky in the first half there. But ultimately, you know, scouts and and GMs, they're not going to overanalyze that one game. Uh, they're going to look at you know just his raw uh, his raw talent, his raw ability. They'll, they'll look at his film altogether, and and really what what's going to uh, either make him rise or stay the same or fall is the pre-draft process. Uh, you know, how he looks at his pro day, how he looks at the combine, uh, private workouts that teams will put him through. And just his, when they put him up on the whiteboard or, or, you know, turn some film on and ask what he sees and what he would do in this situation. That's really where Trey Lance is going to rise or fall. It's not going to be this it's Saturday's game, uh, in my opinion. I think it's just uh, um, his, his raw abilities and his football knowledge is where he'll rise or fall, or maybe he'll just stay the same and be quarterback three, which is you know just a, a fine spot to be as well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, is he ready? Your eyes. You've seen him in person. I haven't. I've seen him on TV. He looks flashy. He looks great. The dude is solid, and he's 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 big. I mean, he's a, he's. He's a great quarterback is he ready for the NFL uh
7: I guess I, I can't say for sure uh, obviously but I would say he, he's probably more ready uh, than uh, than a lot of uh, other quarterbacks uh, obviously he doesn't have a whole lot of game reps but he I believe his is, is um, I, I want to say he's played 17 games and Carson wentz played 23 three games in his NSU career or something like that. So, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, less playing experience in Carson Wentz. But, obviously, Carson was a fifth-year senior uh, coming out of coming out of NDSU. But I think just with uh, NDSU's system that they run, it's very pro-friendly. Uh, you know, he, he makes checks at the line the scrimmage. Uh, he checks down for the run game. He, he changes pass protection uh, uh, with, with the offensive line, depending on what he sees pre-snap. You compare that to FBS quarterbacks that play in a system where they go to the line of scrimmage up top in the press box. The coaches look at the defense, and then you know the quarterback looks to the sideline and gets his audible from there. You know those type of quarterbacks, you know they usually don't translate well uh, to the NFL right away, just because there's so much uh, you know pre-snap knowledge that that they don't have or are not used to. And, and Trey Lance does have. Uh, all those things, and I think he has the physical tools. I think he has the mental makeup. Uh, I think he, he, NDSU prepared him well uh, for the pros. Um, I, I, earlier today, I thought he's, he's going to turn 21 in May, uh, so he's obviously a, a really young guy. Um, he's a mature guy overall, but I mean, he's young, so we'll, we'll see if he's, um, you know, how he does as a rookie. I, uh, I would imagine the best situation would be for him to sit uh, behind a veteran quarterback. But we all know if you're a quarterback taken in the top ten, that that organization is going to want you to play sooner or later. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see exactly how he does his rookie year. But I think overall, just with how NSU runs things, that that will that that probably makes up for the fact that he hasn't played a whole lot of uh, college football games and that he's only 20 years old <laughs> right now. He can't even go out and buy himself up here
1: not legally. Um, Sam Herder right, yeah. joining <laughs> us, a uh, hero sports FCS guru. Sam, um, when you look at NDSU in this the last 10 years, you know, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, um, the list goes on and on. And he would be the third quarterback drafted now in the last couple of year or few years for NDSU. Is that right?
7: Yeah, he would be the, the third straight uh, guy that's drafted. Uh, Carson Wentz, number two, uh, a few years ago then last year. Houston uh, Stick was taken in the right, uh, fifth or sixth round, so he'd be the third straight.
1: Yep, um, Impressive. And, you know, people say, well, NDSU is going to take a step back. That And people have said that after um, the guy before Wentz. They said it after Wentz. They said it after Stick. I mean, and now they're going to say it after Lance, but NDSU just reloads.
7: Yeah, I mean, I i don't think uh in the spring season, uh, you know, a lot of people might think that the FCS playing field has leveled up uh, with Trey Lance, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's leveled up. Uh, obviously, the gap between NDSU and everyone else uh, has shrunk. I mean, that's that's just going to happen when you lose a first-round uh, talent at the quarterback position. But I don't think just because Trey Lance has gone that all of a sudden – NDSU is on the same level playing field as the Montana schools and Weber State and South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, James Math and on and on and on. I still do think NSU is the clear-cut favorite mm-hmm. to win the national championship. Uh, I mean, they, they still have uh, their offensive line besides Dylan Radens is going to be intact. Uh, their defense, I mean, NUSU's defense is always going to be, uh, it's probably not going to be dominant in the spring, but it's still going to be a top five FCS defense. Uh, All the all the running backs and tight ends and and wide receivers are still there. And and the guy that's stepping in at quarterback is most likely going to be Zeb Noland, who is a fifth-year senior. Um, He plans to come back in the fall of 2021 as a a six-year senior. Uh, So he has, you know, two seasons left the spring and the fall. Um, He's he's an Iowa State transfer that came into NDSU in 2019. Uh, He battled Trey Lance for the starting job, which obviously Lance won that battle. So Zeb Noland was number two, but... I mean, Nolan, he, he, he played some games. He started some games at Iowa State. Uh, he played against Oklahoma a few years ago, threw for over 350 yards against Oklahoma. Um, I realize Oklahoma's defense is not all that great, but it's still, uh, you know, putting up, putting up, uh, you know, gaudy numbers, uh, against a uh, top five team at that time. So, I mean, it's, I don't think, I mean, NDSU won't be as dominant and as good, uh, since Trey lines is leaving that much is obvious, but there still are. Uh, the top team in the FCS, and, and it, it, I would still take N. S. U. over the field right now just because uh, by all by all, account, by all accounts, uh, this Zeb Nolan guy has a, a great arm. Uh, he might not be a, a mobile guy quite like a Easton Sticker or a Trey Lance, but uh, by all accounts, uh, he's got a great strong arm and an accurate arm, so N. S. U. should be just fine in the spring and in the fall of 2021.
1: It worked uh, pretty well for Carson Wentz. I mean, he's not real mobile. We look at it, I and mean, he's injury-prone in the NFL uh, mm-hmm. and who was before him? Why can't I think of the guy's name?
7: Uh, before, uh, oh, that was Brock Jensen. Uh, Jen, he was yeah. a four year starter. Um, and he actually, he didn't get drafted, but he did sign an undrafted free agent deal with Miami. Um, and then ultimately he didn't make the team and played a few years in the, in the CFL. So, I mean, you, you can go back even further and say it's been four straight, uh, and you see quarterbacks now that will get a shot in the NFL and play professional Unbelievable. football.
1: Unbelievable. It's just, and everybody thinks NDSU, they think of their defense. I mean, we never hear of these guys on the NFL that are on rosters that played NDSU defense, but it's always the quarterback that gets all the publicity, as we all know. But um, this kid's good. And will it hurt him, though, Sam, in your eyes, to not, I mean, he played one game this fall, and then he's not going to play again, potentially, until maybe 2021 at the earliest in the fall in the NFL. I mean, he's essentially yeah, I mean, going to have, have two years off.
7: Right. And even, uh, I mean, you even saw against Central Arkansas, um, I mean, that was his first game action in, in a handful of months, usually, obviously, in the normal year, uh, I mean, his first game would have been at the start of September instead of the start of October, and so he had extended time uh, off there, and he, I mean, there's no denying the fact that he looked a little rusty, and he wasn't as accurate in the first half against that game, so... And yeah, kind of going back to what I said, I, I don't know. We'll see where exactly he goes in the draft and, and who drafts him. Uh, but to trot him out there, game one of the 2021 NFL season as a 21-year-old, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that would put him in a great position. So, uh, you know, for, for Lance's sake, hopefully he does go to a team that has a veteran uh, on the roster so he can maybe sit for a year um I, I mean that was that's what the Eagles wanted to do with Carson Wentz um and then ultimately I think they I think they traded Sam Bradford and then threw Carson into the fire but I mean Carson is three years older Carson was three years older as a rookie than Trey Lance will be uh, right now I believe so it's yeah I mean it's I think I think his game this talent does translate well uh to the NFL uh he's you know, back in 2015, 2016, Carson Wentz was a prototypical NFL quarterback, a six foot six guy with a, with a a strong arm. But now, you know, Lance's playing style is almost, I would compare it to Patrick Mahomes as far as his mobility and strong arm and and making throws on the run. So I do think his game translates well to the NFL. He's just, he's just so dang young and inexperienced where, you know, maybe he goes to a bad situation and that he just can't overcome that. So, um, you know, I, you know hopefully for his sake obviously he finds a good situation and can have a, a long and healthy NFL career
1: well it's been uh it's been fun to watch a couple of the games this year and uh it just feels weird because without you know the big sky playing it doesn't feel like we're actually playing football yet and i know that's selfish but that's it's it's kind of true and for you i guess for the uh for the uh Missouri Valley i mean they're not completely playing a game either so um Full schedule, anyway. This is—it's just weird. It's just a weird fall.
7: Yeah, it, it's—it is weird. Uh, you know, I I considered uh, covering the NDSU versus Central Arkansas game uh, and making the three-hour drive to fart, but ultimately decided not to. And and kind of glad I didn't, uh, just because I you know, I heard the environment was just weird. And I mean, NDSU did their typical ACDC tunnel walk and run out, and they they raised the national championship banner, but there was only. I think 300 uh, people in the stadium uh, and that was all friends and, and or just family members. And so it just, just and kind of an awkward, you know, kind of an awkward <laughs> empty stadium feel to it. So it's just, it's been, you know, just, yeah, weird, uh, just a weird year, but hopefully, hopefully at least by the fall of 2021, things are back uh, normal. And then, you know, hopefully the spring season, uh, we make some good progress in this in this country. We get some some luck our way in this country and have some good progress where, uh, you know, maybe we can have. I mean, we're not going to have 100% full Montana Montana State stadiums, but maybe you know, 40 to 50% capacity just to get some money coming in for these FCS programs. So hopefully we're at that point in the spring.
1: Hopefully, and uh, hopefully you and I get to talk about actual games um, in the Big Sky and the Missouri Valley and other conferences, uh, across the, uh, the, the nation in the spring. Um, I'm not sold. We're going to have a spring season yet. So hopefully that happens.
7: Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll <laughs> see, uh, I, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I think the, um, God, the COVID climate will play a big part in that, the testing, uh, how much testing will be, uh, that'll play a big factor yeah. in it as well. But, you know, conferences are all on board right now to play in the spring. There's a spring format. So, um, I'm I'm optimistic but you know we'll we'll see where we're at in the spring and see if football games can happen can happen.
1: Well, enjoy your Saturdays for the first time in a long time um as much as you can. I know um the other one of the uh, your better half is probably enjoying the fact that you're not glued to a television for 15 hours a day on Saturdays.
7: Yeah, usually it's a full day on Saturdays watching <laughs> games for 4 4 10 hours so um, so, yeah, I, like, I think I said earlier um, that it's been a, a lot slower fall than, mm-hmm. than what it usually is.
1: Well, I appreciate you joining me on short notice, man, and uh, when anything breaks in the FCS, you're my go-to. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate that, and thanks for having me on the show. Sam Herter joining us, Jason Walker Show. Thanks to the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there you have it. Uh, Trey Lance going to the FCS and, you know, or to the NFL. And uh, I don't – I. Look, he's played one year, and as good as he was that one year last year, we'd have unbelievable, I mean, he didn't throw an interception last year, like 40-some touchdowns. I mean, this kid, is he's really good, but that's just, he's a kid. So I, I wish the best for him. He's a heck of an athlete, and by all accounts, a fantastic young kid. So um, good luck. All right, uh, thanks to Sam Herter joining us. Thanks to... Uh, um, Sean Ryan joining us as well. All right, so if anybody wants to continue, we'll continue this discussion on parents in Helena. Um, I did see today that a Big Fork and Anaconda uh, game uh, for this week for Friday night was canceled or postponed and moved to next week because of a surge in positive COVID-19 cases and close contacts in the Anaconda school district. Uh, more than 20 staff members in Anaconda had either tested positive or were considered a close contact. They're back in remote learning for two weeks, started uh, Monday. That's according to the Montana Standard. All fall sports are also on a two-week hiatus. The high school volleyball team is under quarantine in Anaconda, and several football players identify as close contacts. Duh. So that game has been rescheduled for next Friday. Anaconda still will host. We'll see. Uh, Whitefish Girls Soccer against Polson was canceled uh, because there's an individual, and we talked about this on Monday, a Pirates soccer team member on the girls tested positive for COVID. Uh, the individual was on a school bus with the soccer team, and a number of the team members were to put on quarantine. However, they did play majority of the team played Saturday in a ten nothing win over Libby. So, there you go. Uh, what else got canceled? Rocky Mountain College cross country invitational meets been canceled. School announced it today. Um, the decision made based on safety concerns for student athletes, coaches, and support staff, according to the press release. Glendive and Laurel football has been canceled. Glendive's home game against Laurel scheduled for Friday has been postponed because of at least one COVID case at Dawson County High. That's according to Laurel coach, Mike Ludwig, who is not sure if or when the game's even going to be made up. He told 406mtsports.com, quote, I don't know what's going to happen. It's starting to get ugly. Um, Glendive also postponed last week's game at Billing Central because a football player tested positive. According to uh, Central Co- Billing Central Coach uh, Jim Stanton, they've want to propose to make up the game on October twentieth. It's a Tuesday, but Glendive hasn't gotten back. The Central Glendive game last week was one of at least twelve to be postponed or canceled, and uh, there's already five this week. We mentioned Big Fork and Anaconda, but Wolf Point at Conrad is canceled, Hart Butte at North Star, Bozeman at Belgrade, and Butte Central at Browning. but it's going to be safe to get through the whole season? Look, you got to take it game by game. I get it. It's a cliche, but that's where we're at. All right, uh, let's do On This Day in History. And uh, if anybody still wants to get a hold of us and talk about it, um, we can. Today is October the 7th. It is National Pumpkin Seed Day. It is Walk to School Day, Inner Beauty Day. LED light day, coffee with a cop day, and chocolate-covered pretzel day. 1916, Georgia Tech defeats Cumberland, 222 to nothing, the most lopsided score in the history of college football. Uh, 1922, the first radio link for the World Series. 1923, Yankees' Everett Scott ran his consecutive game streak to 1,138. He would get passed by Lou Gehrig. 1984, Walter Payton passed Jim Brown as the NFL's career rushing leader. 1985, Lynette Woodward, chosen as the first woman for the Harlem Globetrotters. A couple of deaths, 1849, Edgar Allan Poe died on this date. He was 40. He's uh, also considered the inventor of the detective fiction genre. Willis Carrier died on this date in 1950. He invented or developed the modern air conditioner. We owe him a lot. 1956, Clarence Birdseye died. Who? Who? He was an inventor. He also founded the modern frozen food industry. Bird's eye. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Um, nobody else wants to come on and talk. All right, that's fine. We appreciate uh, Sue Halls-Bannon joining us. Cheer coach of Capital. There are no cheerleaders at the game tonight for Capital. Um, also, Jamie Sparing-Bright for joining us. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. We can continue this discussion literally anytime on the show. The number is on the Facebook page. I've given it out and uh, would love to hear from other parents. Now, get it. like I said, I get it. It's not all parents in Helena screwing it up. It's a small percentage. But that small percentage is going to screw it up for the kids and everybody else. Let's do this.
0: We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? and what did he miss? Time for the walk-off.
1: Walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Breakfast served all day, and you can get it at 625 Euclid Beignet's. Mmm, stop by. Also in Bozeman and Billings. All right, before we go, I, wanted, I want to, listen, again, you have two rules to follow. Okay, Two rules. You have to wear a mask and you have to social distance. And that's statewide. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about, oh, we only get 250 folks. I, I don't care. If you follow the rules, then that's it. Um. In fact, here, watch this.
6: A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched.
4: That's right.
6: And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you... Crystal. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick ignored the order?
4: Ignored the order?
6: Any chance he forgot about it? No. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick left your office and said, the old man is wrong? No. When Lieutenant Kendrick spoke to the platoon and ordered them not to touch Santiago, any chance they ignored him?
4: You ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands, asked him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. That is from a few
1: good men. And again, you have two orders to follow, folks. Two. Wear a mask, social distance. I feel like Tom Cruise in that. And the parents that are being morons, and again, it's a small percentage, not all, because people can't decipher that, apparently. But the small percentage of parents that are being complete morons are like Jack Nicholson. Well actually no they're not. Those are the good parents. We follow rules where people die. My wife and I had this all planned out and I already forget what she told me. But I'm Tom Cruise in this in that scenario. Okay? And look, and, and Tim McMahon as the activities director would be like the guys that are on trial. Um, Hal and the other kid. Because they're just they're just there to follow orders. And that's what McMahon's doing. He's telling you you know and then the the bad parents are the Lieutenant Kendrick who ordered the, the code red after after Jack Nicholson's character, the Colonel Jessup did. So anyway. <laughs> oh, I love this. Look, again, I'll apologize to the parents that are being good from yesterday. Okay? You're not all jack wagons. And again, I wish you could decipher the, 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 the meaning or what I said was there's a small percentage of parents that are going to ruin it for everybody, and parents are being selfish. And I had Jamie on, I had Sue on earlier, and they talked about, they agreed with the fact that, look, there's parents that said, and they both heard what I heard too, we'll do whatever it takes to ha- have our kids have a season if that means we can't attend in person. And then when you were able to attend, or when that was the rule, then you lost your minds. And that is a lot of the parents, not the small percentage. And then once parents were allowed, well, then it wasn't good enough. Well, then, of course, you had, you know, the governor's family breaking rules as well. But just follow the rules. You follow rules or people die, literally. Get, Get kicked out but you could literally die. Here's the big thing with the walk off. All those that believe the rules are infringing on their rights. Here's here's here you go. You ready for this? I don't care for one. Again, like I said earlier, nobody's dealt with this before. Since before after the constitution was written, there's been nothing been like this. If you want to have 4,000 people at a concert, Uh, just outside of town, fine, whatever. It's your your rights. Nobody's infringing on your right, okay? Um, And and those that believe that, you either A, haven't had COVID, B, you haven't had someone close to you have COVID, or C, you've been lucky enough to either have a mild case or someone close to you had a mild case. And I don't believe for one instant. look, there's a lot of false negatives and a lot of false positive tests out there. I was talking to a guy about a month ago, who said he felt you know, and we've heard this right. I've I've had it. I know I had it in February or January or March. I know I had it, but then when you have an antibody test and it comes out negative, I had a guy actually tell me that he's had it. He doesn't believe it. He thinks the nurses quote screwed it up. They don't screw up drawing blood. With flu season coming out, look, and I've told you this since March. I'm not a, uh, I'm not about the fear porn. Okay, I don't, I'm not. I speak the facts. And COVID right now is running rampant in the state of Montana. 733 new cases today. That's more than 200 over the record set yesterday. Montana is averaging this week more cases per day than New York. And we all know how well that governor handled the pandemic. You have two rules. And follow them. Wear a mask and social distance. And for the majority of the 99.9% of parents, thank you. But for that small percentage, quit screwing it up. We read Kieran Boyle, the the cross country athlete for uh, Capital. We read his quote yesterday, his tweet when he said, "If you're going, if you're doing this and showing up illegally, spectating, stop, please. Just wear a mask, social distance, and follow the rules. You're going to get mad at a, at a at a high school kid for saying the exact same damn thing I did." Just wear a mask. I don't like to do it, but it's the rule, okay? You got to wear it. I have to wear it to the doctor's office. I got to wear it to the store. Take it off when you get in your car. Take it off when you get home. There's nothing wrong with taking your mask off when you get to your house. Literally. I don't care if you live in Helena or live in the White House. You can take your mask off when you get home. That might have been a little dig there at uh, national media. All right. Sean Ryan, thank you. Sam Herter, thank you. Tomorrow, Nicole Ragoni back. That's what she said. Friday, uh, great show coming up, too. But tomorrow, that's what she said. Nicole we will talk uh, some more NFL, I'm sure, tomorrow. We'll get some more picks. And a whole lot more. We'll find out where her vacation went, too. We'll see you back here tomorrow For Go to JasonWalkerShow.com. You can tweet. You can email. You can Facebook anytime. Call the show tomorrow, too, please. The
0: Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.